What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie, this is Haley, and it has been an incredible week in tag team wrestling, I would say. But before we get into it, Haley, how are you? How was your day? What did you get up to today? Uh, you know, my day's been good. Uh, it's like any other Monday, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, I just got some work done, just kind of relaxing. I know you've had a little bit of a day, but we're here, so Listen. we made it. We made it to tag talk. That's yeah, just just a warning for the viewers. It is good. It doesn't look like it's going to storm outside. It looks sunny. This is my window, but it's going to storm outside because I live in Florida and it's April. Uh, my Wi-Fi might be a little glitchy. We might have some hiccups, but that's fine because we'll tough it out. Um, but if I lose the stream, you know what? Haley can hold down the fort and I'll try to get back in. It's fine. We'll figure it out. You know, I'm not worried about it. It's okay. I also realized, again, we haven't fixed our situation. I'm on your side, you're on my side. So I don't know how to swap us. I don't either. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. It is what it is. It's fine. We're just, this is just who we are now, I guess. I'm just on the right side. <laughs> uh, we have, like, so much to talk about. Um... And also there is this, there's a clip of Coda from 2018 all in on BTE today. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Um, I was working. My students have a big project coming up and they are blind little bats, but that's okay because they'll figure it out. They have a few weeks. I haven't seen BTE yet. I did see on Twitter the Coda clip. And also we are going to talk about All In 2, which was announced on Dynamite today. So we have a lot to get into, but first we have to start with FTR. Oh wait! Oh, of course, oh. if, super chats. If you want, <laughs> if you want to make sure that your question, your comment, whatever is read on air, make sure to submit a super chat, and we will read every single super chat or your dad joke, or or whatever you want to say. We love a good dad joke. Speaking of super chats, Jackie, who was summoned by FTR, says super chat for good weather and FTR being AW Tag Champs. Happy Monday, ladies! Happy Monday, indeed. Let's talk about FTR. Because I am so stoked. I'm like so excited about this. So if you didn't know, FTR wrestled the guns on AW Dynamite. In a if lose if FTR loses, they have to leave AEW stipulation versus title situation. FTR won. They are now two-time AW World Tag Team Champions. They are still in AEW. And I am so excited. <laughs> 
you're the resident FTR fan, you know? You was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this with Kylie on Tag Talk. I know she's going to have a lot to say. Listen, this was such a fun match. So I don't want to get like too deep into the nitty gritty of it because I know that you guys have better things to listen to. But <laughs> basically, the entire match, the guns were trying to get disqualified mm-hmm. so that they would win. Or, well, they would keep the titles and FTR would have to leave. leave. And that's, like, I really appreciated that whoever book, whoever decided on that, I have no idea. Because um, that's a clear, like, plot hole in the stipulation mm-hmm. they set on the match. But I'm glad they did it because the guns are healed and they probably should do that. I was really into that. And FTR, as, you know, the faces of the AW tag division is such a good move. It's, like, finally, AW is doing something with the tag division, which I feel like they haven't really done a whole lot with since the acclaim, since Grand Slam of last year. So it's been a long while. But FTR at the forefront, I'm really excited about it. I'm really into it. I am too. And I'm excited to kind of see where they go from here because we were talking about it a little bit before we went on air like we usually do. (laughs) Um, But we were talking about, like, what is next for them? Like, what? could their first feud look like? Like, you know, could we do the acclaimed? Obviously, they're kind of stuck in a storyline with uh, 2.0 right now, but do they, like, kind of full, go full speed ahead with that and then we get the acclaimed FTR? I don't know. Um, I feel like they don't really have a ton of teams that are kind of poised to take on uh, FTR right now. Um, but I'm ex- excited to see uh, where it leads for sure. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because I tweeted this um, last week when All In was announced. Um, the next six months in AEW, we have Double or Nothing, Forbidden Door, All In, and presumably All Out. So that's a lot of booking to get through. And that doesn't even take into account every Dynamite, Rampage, and Ring of Honor. But the AEW tag division, if you take out trios, there's it's pretty bare bones. And Haley mentioned this before we went live, and she didn't say it, so I'm going to say it. What about Butcher and the Blade? I feel like you could easily catapult them to that level, and they could have a nice program with FTR going into Double or Nothing. Um, Regardless, though, of who is in that spot, I feel like AEW needs to do some real heavy lifting to get some teams over. Because, you know, Dante Martin is unfortunately out and injured, so you don't have top flight. Um you don't have Lucha Bros because they're Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. I mean, you could have Lucha Bros, but I don't think that you should do that. Um, so it's the, the Young Bucks. Like, the Young Bucks are doing this elite thing, which definitely feels um, out in left field. You know, the entire House of Black is in trios. They have so, Michael and Jeff Jarrett, though. If you say that again, uh, we need to ban words. Like, maybe we should, like... Make like, like, like I, I feel like that was a mistake because whenever I say like dumb stuff on this show, it always happens. Like I, I remember saying something about the guns, like oh they're gonna be like the next tag champs or something, and then they were. So maybe I should just shut up. <laughs> Literally, I feel like you speak it into existence and it happens. The problem. I would love for Butcher and the Blade because I feel like Butcher and the Blade, this little faction they have with uh, Kip and Penelope and Bunny. I love it. I feel like it'd be a lot of fun. Um, And I feel like there's just different enough from the House of Black that you don't run into like the comparisons, which I really do appreciate because I feel like a lot of people, they see like dark and spooky and they lump them in. But 
there's a divide. I'm really into it. I think Forbidden Door will be interesting for FTR, presuming they are still um, AW World Tag Team Champions, because the obvious answer then for their opponent is the new IWGP Tag Team Champions, Aussie Open, um, which I do think that match should happen. But personally, I would rather have Motor City Machine Guns, but that's just me. Um, but that, I mean, I see FTR having a long run with these belts past double nothing past forbidden door, perhaps all the way to all in two or all out. So, I mean, whether Tony Khan does that, I don't know. He seems to love just jumping all over the place with the tag team division, but I was really, really excited about this. And I will admit I'm a little embarrassed by it, but because it's tag talk and we're all friends here, I did buy into a lot of the near falls and I was like, no chance FTR loses. No chance they put this on TV and FTR loses. But I bought into it. It was good. So I think I was talking to Colby, uh, not your sister, the other Colby, (laughs) about this. But I, like we were talking about it, we were like, there's no way they lose. Like, uh, you know, like they would not make this a match and put them on TV if they were going to lose and leave the company, whatever. Like, like so obvious, you know. But I did buy into it too. There were a couple. I was like, oh, like, are they going to lose? And I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, after all the stuff on Twitter, Dax's tweets and stuff, uh, <laughs> I was like, huh. I don't know. Like, it just seemed really obvious. But I liked that they played into it in the match. Yeah, I think. I think double or nothing for FTR is a shoe-in. I think whoever it is, I think they win at double or nothing. Even if it's the Young Bucks or something, I think FTR wins. And I do think it'll be really interesting in the summer for FTR, not just because of Forbidden Door, but with like this looming CM Punk. um, I was going to say cloud, but he's not a cloud. (laughs) CM Punk topic, I guess. If... Because I do think Dax Harwood, especially, has been really, really vocal about uh, doing trios with CM Punk, mm-hmm. which I'm totally into, especially if it's against the Elite. Um, but I think their fate as tag team champions really does come out to come, yeah, come out to whether or not CM Punk is returning. And I don't know when CM Punk's injury timetable is up. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe someone in the chat knows. Um, I feel like but- I've heard some things about May, but I could be wrong. So correct me, but yeah, maybe someone knows. And also like CM Punk is a little bit older and that always affects your health and your recovery and everything. But uh, it definitely does feel like FGR super, super into it. I think Dax says on his podcast, like every, every week that he wants to do and it, I think about it too recently. Yeah. And the elite haven't really said anything apart from like, you know, contracts, NDAs, all that sort of stuff. But I, and I said this to Haley before we went live, and this is speculation. Do not take this as fact. But don't. don't take it as fact, guys. I'm not a journalist. I, I just talk about wrestling. That's it. Uh, I think it would be really, really interesting if through the course of the summer, you have FTR feuding with the Elite um, and whoever else is with them, Hangman, Adam Cole, I don't care who, uh, to culminate in the return of CM Punk. Now, listen. <laughs> I am not reporting that as a fact. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. That's what I think is going to happen because I do think CM Punk versus FTR or CM Punk and FTR versus the elite is big enough for all in two to really move some tickets in a stadium that seats 90,000. I don't think they save it for all out, especially if all out is in fake Chicago again. 
there was reports that they were like going to move it, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But regardless, I think that is like a big, big money match that would really sell well in a stadium. Yeah. And if you're not going to do CM Punk uh, versus Kenny Omega, CMFTR versus the Elite is honestly the most logical step, I think. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, I think the summer is really going to be interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I have my eyes. On AEW. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and, well, and like Forbidden Door is going to be interesting because if mm -hmm. they bring in Impact, who has a connection with uh, New Japan, the, then you have the Bullet Club members mm -hmm. who are in Impact. And I think that Ace Austin and Chris Bay are still Impact Tag Team Champions. Correct me if I'm wrong, someone in the chat. But that is like, that's the eighth star for FTR. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see them try to go for that. I really think it's going to be a big year for FTR. And I was really excited about it. It's also going to be a big year for Aussie Open, winning the IWGP Tag Team Championships on their own, without Will Ospreay, without the squad. I was super excited about that. And I've been an Aussie Open hater and a Will Ospreay hater. He really has, openly. <laughs> openly on this show. I have dragged them through the mud, but I will say, this match was good, and I think it's well-deserved. And I think it's really telling that uh, New Japan is trusting them with that spot headed into, like I said, this turbulent period where New Japan is all over the world doing all sorts of things. And the summer for New Japan is also a really big deal. So I'm really happy with it. Even if I'm not the biggest Aussie Open fan, <laughs> I do love tag teams succeeding. Yeah, so I did love this match. Um, and, you know, Aussie Open has really been on a tear the past, like, year, six months to a year, um, mm -hmm. especially. Um and I think that they're a valuable asset to really any company. Like, I, I love that they're doing more work with AEW. I love seeing them in Ring of Honor um, and just, like, doing stuff outside of Japan. But I was really happy for them uh, that they won these titles. I really think that they deserve it. And now they're going after, I think, the New Japan Strong titles mm -hmm. um, in a, uh, a three-way match. Um, so are they going to win those? I don't know. I hope so. And it's... It's really funny that it's not funny that Will Ospreay's injured. Let me rephrase that. It's really interesting that Will Ospreay's out with the shoulder injury. And he he updated a few days ago that there's still some issues. He doesn't want to come back until he's 100%. Totally understandable. It's really interesting that Aussie Open is getting the tag belts <laughs> when Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega are in this feud. You have the Young Bucks lurking around who have said that they want to do a New Japan match again. Um, I think there's Aussie Open being tag champs, which I thought they were going to win the belts back at um, Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom, but they didn't for whatever reason. They didn't wrestle FTR. Um, I'm really into it. I'm really excited because I think Aussie Open, if you champs of companies, you have like FTR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage – 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You have Lucha Bros. You have Aussie Open. You, we're not going to talk about WWE. Uh, you have Bullet Club. So you have a lot of great champions floating around. And I love that tag team wrestling has, it was in a slump, I'll admit. But we're like, we're on the up and up. I'm Shout out to all the bookers out there for doing their job. Yeah. Shout out to all the bookers. And, you know, <laughs> shout out to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Just them, though. Yeah, just them. Listen, a little bit of an off-topic thing, but um, someone tweeted today that, are the Usos the best tag team ever? And I'm like, I need y'all to be so for real. Be so for real right now. (laughs) Because I don't think you could say that the Usos are the best tag team in WWE history. I think there's Edge and Christian, the Hardys, the Dudleys. There's lots of teams that come ahead of them. But I will say one thing the Usos do really, really well is get baby faces over. Mm-hmm. The New Day, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I'll give them the credit for that. I mean, I agree. I, I they're definitely <laughs> they're definitely not the best ever. Um, that's a little bit of a stretch. Um, but like you said, I do I do think that they. Uh, you know, have put a lot of people over, and I don't think that they always get the credit that they deserve. Um, you know, even with this like ta- this long tag reign that they had, I feel mm-hmm. like some people kind of overlook it sometimes. But I like the Usos. So a little bit back to AEW talk. You kind of mentioned it earlier, but we haven't really talked about this. So on Dynamite, the acclaimed kind of did an angle with 2.0. Oh, yes, just like JAS. I don't know what their affiliation is at this point. Um. And I was kind of into it, not the segment. I'm kind of into the idea that the Acclaims and 2.0, who are two tag teams, I think is are totally um, underrated. I like the idea of them having a little fun gimmick. I don't think the Acclaims stay in JAS. I think JAS is dissolving. Fingers well, crossed. They got, well, they got beat up on Rampage. Yeah. They still didn't beat them up. So. Yeah, I think. Oh, definitely. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, and I tweeted about it too, that I would love to see like um, a match between them. I think that uh, they would produce some really good like comedic things in it, and I would love to see the promos um, with Daddy Magic and Max Caster. Uh, I just think that, that that would be really fun and kind of something like fresh for the tag division too, you know? Yeah, and I think back to whenever it was, I'm so bad with time, but when daddy magic did that promo that super emotional promo and people are like yo get this man a microphone (laughs) he's so good and then they didn't really do anything with it i think 2.0 is in a really really good spot especially if jericho is going to be crazy and wrestle keith lee and probably lose and (laughs) you know dissolve into madness um i think 2.0 could really be the breakout stars of that faction's dissolution the way that I feel like Santana and Ortiz should have been. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. 
Um, I'm also really happy the acclaimed aren't just fading into irrelevancy. Yeah, I was a little worried um, when they lost the titles. I was like, ooh, this, <laughs> this feels a little wrong. Yeah. Uh, and losing to the guns, I don't know. Like, it couldn't have been Butcher or Blade. Like, it couldn't have been literally any other team. Like, it had to be the guns. Um, but I'm glad that they, I feel like they're just so over and the fans love them so much that no matter what, like, they're not going to fade out too much. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad that they haven't. And I think it was. Oh, I can't. I never remember who reports these things, um, but someone reported, probably Sean, that uh, AW are really, really impressed with the acclaimed merchandise sales that mm-hmm. they're selling a lot of merch, which is no surprise because I have acclaimed merch. I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be really, really fun. And this is me fantasy booking a little bit. I know we don't do a whole lot of that, but <laughs> I think I think it'd be really, really fun. To have like the butcher and the blade or kings of the black throne like someone really you know dark and mean win the tag belts and then the acclaims go back for them just because i love when max caster is standing across from people who are evil and like am i alone in that like i love i love max caster being like like roasting people and they're just evil yeah. Like, imagine Brody King standing there, like, dead face, like, painted, whatever, <laughs> while Max Caster's roasting him. It'd be great. <laughs> it really would. I agree. I'm really excited about it. I really am. And also, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the dis- uh, Matt Hardy and Ethan Page breaking up. I was going to mention that earlier when we were talking about tag um, teams, but it, like, slipped my mind. Matt Hardy and Ethan Page, that not broke up, like, their union dissolved. Uh, now Matt Hardy is just like with Isaiah Cassidy, I guess, doing stuff. So I don't know. But Ethan Page is also talking about like being all buddy buddy with Hook. Like, what's this about? Leave Hook alone. <laughs> Listen, Hook is doing great stuff. I'm really into it. He just needs to stay over there because whatever this Ethan Page Matt Hardy shenanigans are, I don't know if it's going to end very well. So that that's just my thoughts on it, especially with Matt Hardy saying, and I say this as kindly as possible, especially with Matt Hardy saying he wants Jeff Hardy back in AEW. Jeff Hardy has no business being back in wrestling, not just AEW and wrestling. Uh, wrestling clearly is not good for Jeff Hardy, even though Jeff Hardy is good for wrestling. So Jeff Hardy should go and be a dad and do his art and his music and express himself and have fun. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree. Um, I don't think that at this stage, uh, you know, they don't have anything to prove, especially Jeff. He has a Hall of Fame career. There's just, there's nothing really left, you know, and he should go out with his dignity. Um, And, you know, like you said, he needs to worry about his family and his well-being. Those are two more important things than wrestling. Um, But, you know, we wish Jeff well. Big fans of Howdy over here. Yes. If and I, from all accounts by Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy is doing, he's doing good. He's recovering, doing everything he needs to do. I'm super proud of him for that. As you, if you watch Tag Talk, you know I'm a major Hardy stan. I have a Jeff Hardy tattoo that Jeff Hardy drew on my body himself. So that's how you know that I'm a big fan. Um, oh, also, 
I don't know if this like I don't I don't know if it's tag team related, but I just want to give a shout out to Christian Cage and Luchasaurus for their epic return to AW. I thought that was good. Listen, and I feel like I really like the dark Luchasaurus vibes. Like it really gives me Kane energy, and I love that. I feel like it's something that wrestling has been missing, and I just love it. Haley, so yes. why don't we talk about wrestling more outside of the show? I don't know. It's like we're on the same wavelength, and I'm like, yes. When Luchasaurus did that turn the first time before the weird, like, he was actually with Jungle Boy, haha, no, he wasn't situation, I was like, yes, like, AW really needs this. And I think people for a long time have really tried to replicate that Kane uh, debut when he tears the door off the cage. And they haven't really done it. And I'm not saying this Luchasaurus thing is on par with Kane because that Kane thing was, like, so impactful in the business, so revolutionary. But I do think it has the potential to be, like, the exact kind of big guy that AEW really needs. Like, scary, especially with Christian Cage. He was so compelling on the mic as a heel. Um, As long as they stay away from Jungle Boy, I'm fine. Yes. Find someone else to beat up. Not Jungle Boy. (laughs) But I feel like, you know, like, they... A lot of people don't, like spooky in AEW because it's kind of been like this comedic thing but you know we do have House of Black now and Mm -hmm. scary Luchasaurus like um and I think that it can be done well and I think that they're proving that it can be so I don't think all spooky stuff is necessarily like hee hee ha ha all the time you know yeah I think and I think the House of Black is a really good example of spooky stuff that isn't hokey Mm -hmm. like I think if you go back and you watch, like, Undertaker and Kane, especially, some of that is a little hokey, especially Kane when he, like, lights stuff on fire. Or, like, The Undertaker and, like, the the promo that comes to mind is he's, like, um, Kane and Paul and uh, Paul Bear have been saying, The Undertaker killed his family, blah, 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 for weeks. I know. And then The Undertaker's, like, in this dark locker room, he's, like, well, actually, like, <laughs> Kane killed our family. Um, it is so hokey, but like when I was watching it for the uh, for the first time, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it was actually Kane because he was just playing with fire and being a kid." But like they're both yeah. victims in this. We I could talk about the Kane and Undertaker story for so long. We're we can't stay on this topic because I will just talk for an hour. <laughs> but listen, I do want to say like you did bring it up. Like you know when you're younger, like these things. I mean, wrestling when you're younger, like it feels so real to you. Yeah. Um, and so, like, things like that, I mean, you know, I feel like AEW kind of needs something like that. So, for the kids. So. Yeah. And something that isn't Orange Cassidy. Yes. For the kids. I yes. agree. I agree. I love that we're on the same page. I love that for we us. We always are. What do you expect? We always are, but sometimes we aren't. And we're just, like, respectfully, like, I feel like you're wrong, you know? <laughs> but at least we're respectful about it, you know? Yeah. I would never disrespect you. <laughs> Thanks. Never. Well, I'm glad. That would, that would be really sad. It would hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, so we talked about WWE a little bit earlier. But we kind of we talked about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And I don't know why the Bloodline story is still going on. I don't want to harp on it. But it's we like, oh, my God. Last week with our WrestleMania kind of. Yeah. And it's and like after a week of TV, we're like still on it. Like, oh my god, (laughs) I really did think the bloodline story was gonna end. I don't want to harp on it, but like the fact that it's still going with the same people, it's annoying. So annoying. But anyway, 
let's talk about something we kind of touched on last week and didn't really go in depth into it. The women's tag division. Uh, oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I'm really confused. And I said this last week and I'm still confused. Especially because they announced, if you don't know, they announced for Raw tonight. Um, I think it's tonight. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Becky and Lita are going to put their tag team championships on the line against Liv and Raquel. And here's the problem I have. <laughs> I just don't understand. WrestleMania was last week. We saw Ronda and Shayna win. Okay, presumably they were going to be number one contenders for the tag team titles. Okay, Ronda was working through an injury. Shayna allegedly got injured. I don't really know what happened. Regardless... They're not the number one contenders right now, and now we're getting Liv and Raquel. I'm just confused. Like, I feel like you could have had another team win then. Like, why was why was Ronda working through an injury in this match? Like, I, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very confused. Yeah, I and we've said this for like weeks and weeks and weeks. The women's tag division in WWE is an afterthought. And it isn't because there aren't women's tag teams in WWE. Like, if you think back to when the titles were introduced. Like, you had legitimate tag teams. You had the Iconics. You had, you know, the Boston Hug Connection. Um, and it's not like WWE hasn't built women's tag teams. Like, damage control is right there. Like, you have teams in NXT. You have teams on the main roster. So, as much as I I really do like Becky and Lita, because I love Becky doing something that isn't singles, because I think pulling Becky out of the hunt for a singles title was a smart move. Uh, and Lita, she's Lita. She can do whatever she wants. Oh, I know, yeah. I'll prove. Um, I don't think the pairing of Liv and Raquel makes sense. I don't enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy Liv. I accept Raquel when she's there. Um, at least Shane and Ronda make sense. Like MMA yeah. girls, you know, beating people up. And as much as I don't like Ronda Rousey, um, I just don't know where the future of this division lies because there's also reports, you know, that uh, Bailey and Damage Control, their whole thing that Bailey was leaving was like a work, like a worked shoot situation. That Damage Control is going to have a storyline and angle. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But the way that the women's division WWE is booked, tag and singles, is not good. Objectively, not good. And I think Triple H kind of gets a pass for it because it was so bad under Vince McMahon. <laughs> that, um, like, anything is a step up. <laughs> but now we're, like, in a place where, like, I feel like he's taking that for granted and just putting women out there for funsies. Like, Liv and Raquel have no business being a team, let alone challenging for the titles. Like, that makes no sense to me. I don't care about the history and the story behind it. I don't feel like they work as a team. Um, and I feel like Triple H is... I don't know if Ron is injured. I don't know if Shane is injured. But, like, you can explain that. And I would have liked to see, instead of, you know, just teams that are thrown together and now all of a sudden are title contenders. And it's not just Liv and Raquel, but basically at most teams in that WrestleMania match. Um, it's kind of like... It's lazy. It's just lazy booking. And the women's division does have good stories. I really did. Um, and good matches. I really loved Rhea and Charlotte from WrestleMania. As much as I would have preferred Rhea versus Bianca Belair. It's whatever. Like, I get what you're doing what you have to do. Um, but it really does feel like here's the bloodline. Which is still going on for some reason. Here's the bloodline. 
And here's like the men's tag division with, you know, the Triple H favorites, like Chad Gable, who I love, but with, you know, and then it's like, here's Charlotte Flair and Bailey and the women mm-hmm. and then everybody else, all the other women. And it's so annoying. It like really makes me mad because these titles, when they were introduced, I was so excited about them, especially when the Iconics won them. I was like, yeah, like this is the women's revolution. Like this is, this is what it should be. And now, okay. And now it's like, okay, Vince booked Raw. Vince didn't book SmackDown apparently. Like, is he in? Is he out? Like, I need to know. So I know how much I need to be invested. (laughs) That's where I'm at. I'm like, I'm not invested in WWE, but like, Jason said, I'm not going to lie. I expect Natalia to have a dozen uh, women's tag titles runs by now with all the teams that she's been in. Um, listen, I, I love Natty, and I agree. I feel like she just gets, she's another person that just gets thrown into things just because I feel like at this point, like, she's very reliable, um, and, like, she'll do anything, but <laughs> I don't know. I would love to see, um, Natty in, like, a real team. Like, I loved her and Beth together, um, and I would love to see her get, like, a, a tag title reign before she, you know retires whenever that is mm-hmm. but i don't know as it stands right now that division does not intrigue me the tag division yeah. or the women's division as a whole the tag division yeah i i don't know where they're going with it and it definitely feels like at wrestlemania it was an afterthought which it's wrestlemania you have so many matches to book something is going to be an afterthought but i just hate that triple h has built this brand of being like the NXT guy, like, the voice of the underdogs, like, especially with, you know, the Triple H guys, the Johnny Gargano's of the world, the Chad Gables, and with the women, he's always been kind of, you know, the women in NXT compared to the women on the main roster. When Vince booked it, there was a stark difference, and he was, like, the champion of the women. But I'm just, I, and I've been honest and open and honest about it on Tag Talk before. I'm really, really disappointed in Triple H, uh, the way he books the main roster. Uh, I don't think it's I think it's better than Vince I don't think it's that much better I don't think it's like drastically better like some people say Um, and I do feel like people like Natalia should be more involved on TV weekly one because Natalia is always good she's consistent she'll show up she'll do what she needs to do Um, yeah she did thank you I remembered that after I said it sorry continue um (laughs) Where was I going with that? But no, oh, but it's, but it's like I feel like Triple H's booking thus far has always been about like I'm gonna have all my returns and I'm gonna book them strong, even when people don't want them to to be booked strong. And then I'm also gonna bring up all these people from the lower card and I'm just gonna throw them on the show mm-hmm. and you know sink or float, like sink or swim. Um, and people like Natty kind of get lumped in to this mess. And they're expected to really like be an anchor and hold it down. And I'm not into that. I like I, I mentioned earlier, I haven't enjoyed Rhonda. I don't enjoy Raquel on most days. Shotzi has been so sad. Um and I don't know. I'm just Candace LeRae is like barely involved in anything. And like it's how? Like, like you have Candace LeRae on your roster. Why? <laughs> Why? I, I will admit I did like Asuka's um turn into mm-hmm. Kana 
But th- th- I, that also feels like Triple H just did it for funsies, and now it's like we're done. Um, so I don't know, and I it's really disappointing because I do feel like WWE, uh, when they're doing really really well, I feel like the entire industry does really really well, and more mm-hmm. eyes are brought in because WWE is so visible in ways that AEW and Impact aren't. And Ring of Honor, New Japan, and all these things. So I want WWE to do well. And it's not like I'm saying that I'm I'm not reveling in the fact that Triple H has been had all these issues and had, you know, all these troubles. Um, but I am saying that he needs to fix it. <laughs> like it's not hard, Triple H. It really isn't. It just and there's a proof of concept. Like if you look at impact, like the knockouts tag division. And then, like through history, in the knockouts division, like you have a you have a blueprint. Like, just swap it out, now. Like, what are we doing? I kind of disagree. It seems like when WWE does well, AEW does worse. I do not agree with that, respectfully. No. Um, the only time, and AEW hasn't been around long enough for like an accurate comparison, but the only down period AEW had was last year when they lost their entire upper card to injury or suspension and they still managed to pull it together and figure it out. So I don't think AW has had down periods and they've had down moments. I'm not arguing that. Everybody does. Yeah. But if you look at, okay, if you look at WWE had a good WrestleMania night (laughs) two, you know, probably wasn't the best, but overall good WrestleMania. Dynamite. Not saying Tony Khan is booking reactionary, but Dynamite was way better. So, um, oh, I mean in terms of viewership. Um, No. I disagree. Um, I think AW's viewership has been pretty consistent. You know, people will harp on like .1 in the 1849, whatever. Um, But I don't think Warner Bros. would be as happy with them if their viewership was bad. And then, you know, I'm not a business person and I don't look at ratings. I don't care. (laughs) I mean, and again, it all comes down to comparing a company that has been around for decades and a company that has been around for like five years. Um, I, I think that they do well for themselves considering. And like Kylie said, I don't think that they would be getting a rampage or all access, or these other opportunities, and more time on TV if Warner didn't believe in them and what they're doing. So that's all I yeah. care about. <laughs> and I mean, I I think it'll be really fun to see exactly how much they influence each other. I mean, AW and WWE uh-huh. uh, with you know the WWE merger with UFC, which I'm so terrified of. I'm like. <sighs> I listen, I used and Haley knows this. I used to be an MMA fan. I know, embarrassing. Um, but it was Dana White and like the politics of UFC and Endeavor that like I got rid of it. I said goodbye because it was just too much. And it's like people um when Endeavor bought UFC, people in UFC who should have been getting paid a lot for fights or getting, you know, good fights weren't. And it, that was like sketchy. So now WWE's here, and for some reason Vince McMahon is like super high ranking in this new company. Scary. <laughs> um, I'm like, how does this influence WWE's TV rights? Which I uh, and 
I don't think they're going to have a problem getting a deal, but I imagine USA is going to keep Raw. Uh, and then AW. Like, what is... I think AW stays with TNT and TBS. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see, like, what AW is able to get from other companies based mm-hmm. on the success that WWE is having. And because when... WWE is up. The industry is up. It's more valuable because more people are watching wrestling. And that's just an undeniable fact. That's true. I'm not a business person. So I don't know, like, the... the Yeah, we don't have business degrees. So, like, don't take our word for, you know, fact ever. But it's our opinion. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I watch a lot of Brandon Thurston. And shout out to Brandon Thurston. Yeah, always dumbing, not dumbing it down, but like, you know, making it uh, ingestible for like people like us that have no idea about the business at all. <laughs> you know, yeah, Brandon Thurston, Russell Nomics, it's it really. I like I said, I don't care about ratings because it doesn't affect me as a viewer or like doing this podcast to sit here and talk about how many viewers Dynamite gets for <laughs> Rampage. I don't care. What are the elite doing? What is Moxley doing? But, um. I will say, Brandon Thurston, when it comes to things like the WWE merger, which is so confusing to me, or Vince McMahon coming back through stocks somehow, that was confusing for me. Uh, he really does make that easy to understand. So, Brandon Thurston. Everybody should go watch Brandon Thurston. Mm-hmm. I agree. I am checking our our little rundown thing to make sure we talked about everything we wanted to talk about. Oh, can I just say, I'm really excited about All In. I know we talked about it earlier, but we kind of talked about it with just Aussie Open and CMFTR versus the Elite. I'm really excited, mainly because I love that AW is so young and they're doing this big show, which um, Wembley Stadium apparently can seat 90,000. AW is not going to do 90,000. If they do, great. But, like, I don't think they have to do 90,000. I'm just really, really... I'm just really touched by it because all in one so was, yeah, and it, it was like 10,000 seats in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, which is not Chicago, no matter how oh. much they try to say it is. There's an IHOP and a streetlight. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's Hoffman Estates. No. Uh, uh, which I kind of like the IHOP because if you've ever been to All Out, you know that everyone eats at that IHOP at like midnight and we're all just in there having fun. But Anyway, uh, going from that, that teeny tiny little show, uh, mm-hmm. and it's not even called the Sears Center anymore, it's now Arena, but going from that little thing to across the, across the ocean in another country at Wembley Stadium, doing, you, you know, four times, five times, six times the amount, I'm just super proud of AW for doing that in five years. I don't think it's controversial to say. <laughs> No, and I feel like a lot of people have kind of been talking about All In and All Out as kind of like AEW's answer to like WrestleMania Night 1 and 2. But I really do think that like, if, and I have no doubt that um, All In is going to be successful. I feel like fans overseas have been clamoring for really good wrestling. Um, A lot of them, they have a lot of support overseas, um, AEW does. so I feel like it it's going to sell really well. Um, but I think it'll be interesting, like, because they don't really have anything that's comparable um, in terms of, like, a WrestleMania. 
So I'm just wondering if, like, this could be that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And I really do agree. And I think... What? Sorry. I I said, like, like, double or nothing, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, and I I don't know if All In is going to be, like, a yearly show or if this is a one-off sort of thing. Maybe someone has said something and someone in the chat can let me know. Um, But regardless, I'm excited for it. And I think AW is really on a hot streak. You know, Mm -hmm. FTR is the tag champs. House of Black is the trio's champs. Um, MJF even is doing great stuff. Jamie Hayter. Mm -hmm. I feel like all the champs are really solid, which we haven't had an AW in a long time because like I said, everyone's injured, then everyone's suspended, then everyone's injured again. It's like over and over and over again. But I really do feel like this AEW feels the most like original AEW. Um, When like 2019, 2020, like that period and summer 2021, this feels like authentic, legitimate AEW. Ring of Honor is off TV. They're not on my AEW TV. Um, I don't know. I'm just really, really excited for it. Uh, And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what All In looks like because Mm -hmm. All In One, and we talked about this before, All In One was um, like interpromotional. Like they borrowed equipment from Ring of Honor to do it. And New Japan was there. And like Kota Bushi was there, which hashtag BTE. I haven't seen it yet, but I did see that Kota Bushi is coming. Okay. I'm so excited. And Haley knows how much I like die. I like gag for these <laughs> stories. I like I analyze like every little frame of every clip with this elite story because I'm like so into it. Um, I don't know where I was going with that in relation to All In, but yeah, <laughs> being the elite, Kota Bushi was there, or a clip of Kota Bushi was there. He wasn't there. There. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, the point is, I think that we're both really excited for the upcoming months of AEW. There's a lot of exciting shows happening and a lot of uh, kind of storylines coming out of Dynamite, Rampage. Just, you know, I'm really excited for the direction of AEW, more so than I have been in a while. Um, I know on previous shows, like I've, I've talked about, um, you know, the tag division maybe not being my my favorite right now but i feel like that's that's changing now that we got ftr we're back on track it's like everything is so much better when ftr is in aw and i said this like whenever like november whenever the elite came back i'm like aw is so much better when the elite is there and aw is also so much better when ftr is there so i'm so glad they resigned i'm so glad they're champs even though they don't have an opponent like ready lined up, I'm like, I don't care because whoever it is, it's going to be great. Um, I love Aussie Open getting their due in New Japan, which New Japan, um, not that we talked much about New Japan, but New Japan has also been like patching a lot of the holes from the pandemic and like the bad booking after. They've really been fixing a lot of things. So I respect them a lot for that. Um, I think, and I mean, maybe I'm like speaking too soon, but I really do feel like we're on the cusp of like a bullet club story, bullet club versus bullet club, bullet club, revival, bullet club, Renaissance, whatever it is, but bullet club being in new Japan in impact. And now in AW is like, so we, so like there's something happening. There's something there. I don't know what it is yet. I'm still connecting the dots, but 
Bullet Club. Finally. It feels like, (laughs) I don't want to say it feels like 2015, 2016 again, but you know, like, I'm kind of getting those vibes, you know? Like, we got the Bucks, we got Kenny, we got the Bullet Club, you know, we got All In coming back, Abushi coming back, reuniting with the squad, I don't know. It feels, it feels like it's going to be 2019. And Jay White's not in WWE. Listen, I was so scared. I was like, if this man shows up on Monday Night Raw and then he didn't. And I was like, okay, so what does that mean? And then he came out and I was like, listen, this is the best thing that could have happened. because (laughs) He saved his own career with that. (laughs) With like Jay White, I feel like fits in wwe i feel like he like character wise like the way he talks the way he presents himself screams wwe to me screams wrestlemania especially but like i can't lie i'm a little glad that he's here i don't know what like this juice robinson uh ricky starks jay white story is gonna end up looking like i have no idea but um the way that he you know the bullet club music played they did the little finger gun he's presumably still bullet club not and then you have david finley over in japan you know saying that he's the leader of the bullet club which i don't know i don't know about that but i will say bullet club renaissance let's go i'm into it uh, a lot of people are saying like the bullet club's so irrelevant the bullet club haven't haven't been relevant since before kenny omega was world champion shut up you love the bullet club everyone loves the bullet club and i know it and mm-hmm. also, give me Adam Cole and Jay White. Yes. Need that. And Adam Cole being, like, AEW's new big baby face. Like, doing the all-access show, announcing the London show. Like, the face of AEW now is Adam Cole, apparently. I love that for him. Yeah, I, really I love that for him. I love that because I think Adam Cole, as much as I love him as a heel, I think... Adam Cole coming back is like this ultra visible baby face. When we all know that he beat up the young bucks, we know it happened. Bobby fish isn't here anymore, but that's whatever, (laughs) but we know it happened. It was there. So I'm excited to see where they do go with Adam Cole. I think it'd be really interesting if he's a baby face for a long time, they could do the Jay white story. They can do Kenny Omega. But if I think it'd be really fun if he was secretly evil the whole time. Listen, remember when I said that, I don't remember what episode it was on, but it was when it was before uh, the Bucks and Kenny came back and they, they ran that like video package of like whoever, like editing them. Like out. Yeah. I was like, what if it's Adam Cole? Yes. <laughs> Everybody thought I was insane for saying that, but listen, you, you, you remember before he came back, me and you literally sat here on tag talk. Someone in the chat can go find that. We literally sat here before they, he beat up the young bucks. We were like, he he remembers. He came back from the dead on being the elite, and he remembers, but he's moving in silence. Yeah, it ain't over yet. He's <laughs> still doing it. I'm like, oh, I love it. And I love that he's part of the elite story, but he's, like, not. He's, yeah. like, doing his own thing. Oh, so good. I'm, like, so excited. Yes, we are Team Adam Cole here. We love thing. Adam Cole so much. We really do. <laughs> All right, I'm... So grateful that he's in AEW too, because God knows what he'd be doing on WWE TV. Let's not talk about that because <laughs> I'll be really sad. <laughs> but um, I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about. 
Uh, if you want to submit a super chat uh, to get your question, your whatever read on air, go ahead and do that now. Haley and I are going to do our closing thoughts. Haley, what are your closing thoughts about anything we talked about or this week in wrestling? Closing thoughts, man. I'm I'm really high on Aussie Open right now. Um, I'm I'm super excited uh, to see the Miss Champs, and I can't wait to see them kind of take over tag team divisions everywhere. I think that they deserve it. Um, and I'm also really happy for FTR, uh, you know, and I'm interested to see where the guns go from here. Um, because I do think while maybe they weren't necessarily ready to be champions, I think that they got a good showcase, um, and they do have a lot of potential. So I'm excited to kind of see where they go from here now. Um, and I was going to say something about BTE and then I remembered that you haven't watched it yet, so I'm not going to spoil. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, we have a super chat from our dad, Chris. He says, hi, FTR, FTW. Uh, no dad joke? You're our internet dad, Chris. <laughs> You're going to not be here the whole show and then show up with that? I mean, <laughs> seems a little not great, but um, Jackie says, I have to head out, but my closing thoughts are that I love you both and that all is right in my in my world because FTR are champs. Yeah. I'm so glad FTR champs. Um I feel like the only person who's a bigger FTR stand than me is Jackie. So I'm so glad you got to be here for the show, Jackie. Um, yeah, Jason is right. Chris fixed my BR app, buddy. If you have any troubles with your ble- your BR app, your Bleacher Report app, um, Chris, um, at BR Doctor on Twitter, he can help you with that. He's the Bleacher Report doctor. It's his job to diagnose and fix your issues. Uh, my closing thoughts are FTR is the best in the world. I'm so excited for them. I'm so excited for what the summer holds. I'm like so optimistic about AEW. Yeah. And I, oh my goodness. I also, I can't really reach it, but I bought um, a CM Punk figure. And right now, this is, this is like my section of like greatness. I have the Young Bucks book, CM Punk, um, Kenny and Hangman, FTR, Ricky Morton, and Jake something. Listen, it's kind of like your little, um, like, altar, you know? Like, maybe you're just, like, whipping stuff up and you don't even realize. (laughs) My dad was here the other day, and I have a Kenny and Hangman, like, set, like a tag team pack, and then I have a Kenny and a Hangman separate. He's like, why do you have so many of the same guy? (laughs) You just don't understand. You just don't know the elite story, so you don't get it. Stay in your lane. But that's my closing thoughts. Um, Haley, do you want to do your plugs? Um, yes, sure. So, you guys can follow me on Twitter at HaleyN underscore. Uh, you know, I post everything I'm doing over there. Um, I don't know. I do, I do, like, nerdy writing and stuff. If you guys care about that, I also talk about wrestling. Um, over at Nerds and Beyond, I'm also working, uh, through a cookbook right now called Eating the Indies. Um, I'm wondering if it's, I don't know if it's gonna get, like, a, a wide release, but Stay tuned to my Twitter. I'll let you guys know. Um, But I'm doing a bunch of interviews and bios for all the wrestlers um, involved. I know we have Billy Starks, uh, Casey Kirk, uh, slash Casey Catal. Um, Yeah, we've got a lot of good people attached to it um, in the indies. So I'm very excited for that. Um, But stay tuned for kind of updates on my Twitter for all that stuff. Okay, here's my plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there, every show I'm on, all that sort of stuff. Um, this is Tag Talk. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Uh, to talk tag team wrestling. 
Uh, last week we talked about WrestleMania. This week we talked about AEW. Uh, we're just doing, we're just making it work. We're talking about <laughs> all the major stuff. Uh, I will say we have like a great community here and you guys were great today. So I just want to thank you for that. I had a lot of fun reading the chat. Um, this is Fightful Overbooked. This is uh, the ESPN2 to Fightful's ESPN. There's wrestling content on here like Tag Talk. There's also non-wrestling content. Um, they do basketball and like other stuff. Uh, there, she does like strong style. If you're into like yeah. fashion and stuff, that's really good. You should check that out. Yeah. So just go explore Fightful Overbooked because there's a lot going on here. Um, and there's a lot of great people here. Make sure you subscribe to Fightful Overbooked because, you know, you want to know when our videos go up. Of course you do. Also, if you're watching this after we go live, hello, welcome, like this video, comment below. I still want to know what you have to think, especially with All In. Like, I re I'm really curious. What are your what predictions? People... Yeah. What, like, what are people thinking about All In? I'm really curious because it's such a big show, but like everyone on my Twitter timeline is like, oh my God, CMFTR. So, like, what are you guys thinking? I'm really curious. I think I covered all the things. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us to talk about this FTR win. I know I was really excited to talk about it as an FTR stand. I'm so glad you guys were here to join us. And we'll see you next week, Monday, 3 p.m. Five Overbooked, right here next week. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.